Hello, listeners, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Family Gathering Podcast. We've made it so far, guys. How you doing? We had a week we're off. We're doing pretty well. But we're back, and I'm not going to come out with that cheese. We're better than ever. No, we're back, and we're as good as ever. But wait, was wait. it a week off? Yeah, we didn't do it last week. We oh, didn't? We didn't. No. I thought we just missed a few days. No? Damn, it's really we, been we a We missed lot. like 10 days. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't uh, think we missed that many, but... We are back. We are yeah. back. I We're think we can back. all agree on that. Yeah, we I think we, we might have missed like two weeks. <laughs> okay, so but we, we're back. We're back. That's all that matters. We're anyway, back. it was Bowen's turn to pick a movie. Bowen, why don't you tell the people about why, why you decided to choose this movie, which so, is Boys uh, in the Hood. Yeah, Boys in the Hood uh, featuring Ice Cube and, uh, yeah... But um, no, that's not why I picked it. I picked it because I've always been our whole family, but uh, um, we've always been like really pushing for human rights and equality in the world. And I've learned so much about it, and I'm still learning. I mean, so much more about it. Um, but I've never really seen that many uh movies kind of like this to kind of depicting human rights. Uh, I mean, I have, but it's just, just not enough, you know, and I always heard that this was a legendary movie, uh, just depicting, like, how the government underfunds and just, and just how the people really live in, you know, in the hood, so I just wanted to, to just watch this movie, and, and I thought it showcased that really, really well, so yeah. I completely agree. Roy, what did you think? Well, first of all, it's been 15 days, but I... <laughs> okay. It's a, that's a long time. Okay, it's been... It is a long time. I, I mean, really... He's Mr. Consistent. I assumed it was... I am. I assumed it was about black people doing stuff in the hood, but I didn't really know what was going on. And I, I really enjoyed it because it goes to show you how hard it is for certain people. And we're very lucky we don't have that many hardships where we have to worry about our lives every single day yeah. and just makes you appreciate things more. Yeah, man. And uh, before we get to it, Bowen has his signature uh, song that oh, he's yeah. going to sing. So... Let's get to it. Oh, yeah. He's Ooh, rushed. child, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things are going to get brighter. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Uh, ooh, child, things are get brighter right now. Yeah, that's like kind of intro no to that idea song. What that was, but I love it. It's a beautiful song. It was mm. definitely in there at one point. Okay. You did, got did you even know that song and at all, or just not? You know, here, I say I did. Here's what's funny about that. I had heard it. But I had heard it by, it was like a Kanye West song that had sampled the original. So I've, oh, I've that, heard the original for the first time. Mm. What's it called? Uh, it's um, called Ooh Child by, um, literally that's what it's called. Um, oh. And it's Yeah, by, uh, great song. Yeah, it's a really just, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it more later. But I, I've always really enjoyed that song. And uh, yeah, it's by, um, wait, hold on. I got, I got, I got to put this up, but hold on. Ooh, child! Oh, the five steps stair, the five stair steps. Wow, nice. Who names their group yeah, so that? I'll... But you know what? Props to them. I want to get to. Uh, let's get to the movie, guys. So first off, the budget I read is six point five mil. The box office made fifty seven million. So I'm really happy Woo! to see five million was the. I'm really happy Damn. to see it made a profit. Let's see. And that the studio took a chance on this one at the time. And still now, the majority of films are, you know, done by white people. And the movie starts with Trey, who is 10 years old at the beginning. We have, like, you know, the first, the childhoods. And then it flash forward seven years later with a different pair of actors. And it starts with him getting in a little trouble at school, which is honestly pretty common for, I mean, all kids are getting trouble in school yeah. these days. And his mom decides to send him to his father, who his name is Jason, and his nickname's Furious. And Jason has a really calm, collected outlook in life. 
He seems to be one of the few parents of kids in the movie that is still there. He dads, dads. He's still in a business. Um, he's doing really well, and because he's he was smart, at hair salon. No, he's working at like a financial place. Oh, financial. He's really. Why do you think it was a hair salon? Because like the store, his store just gave me hair salon vibes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well. Okay. It did look yeah. like one, but yeah, it's financial. He's a really smart guy who knows his stuff, and he's there to teach Trey valuable lessons. And you guys can tell Trey really, really listens to him throughout the movie. What's the first thing he has Trey do when Trey meets him? Uh oh, do chores. Yeah, he rakes the leaves. What did you guys think of that scene? Well, and then you have the other kids like, oh, you're doing chores. We can do it. Doing up. chores. It's like they those other kids probably don't have a dad to tell them what to do, and they don't. There's no one there to do those chores except their mom, and they probably don't help out as much. Versus Trey learns those things, and it shows a lot later in the movie. It basically saves his life listening to his dad. What do you think, Bone? Yeah, exactly. Because if you have responsibilities and ways to take care of yourself, rather than uh, then then you know, if you don't have guidance. Or, yeah, if you don't have guidance or uh, responsibility or dedication, then you'll most likely just drop out and just be, you know, you know, in like, sadly in the hood in these types of situations where they're just these drunk or high people who don't really have any motivation in their lives. And it's, there's more to it than that, but that's one of the components to it. So, yeah. And then, um, so later that night, his first night with his dad, um, there's a robbery at their house. A burglar comes and tries to take all of their stuff. Uh, Trey hears his dad shooting at the burglar, um, and then the police come. And I thought this was a really interesting scene. The police come about an hour late, which honestly, outside of most very nice neighborhoods, is common. Police calls really? are mm-hmm. very late. Um, and then what was interesting was the white officer was the guy who was like calm and kind of chill, whereas the black yeah, one yeah. was hostile. What did you guys think of that? Because usually it's always the yeah. Other way I around. was I was like, oh, you know, here's the scene where the racist white cop comes in. And, yeah, you know, but here was, we go again. Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, which is another issue in itself. But then it was come. It was. It was so uh, kind of more shocking, to be honest, to, to see, like, a, someone who's black to harass another black person. And I feel like that might also be another just issue that's not covered that's as much as racist. And so it's, like, two completely opposite issues, but then there's, you know, uh, one is more covered. And I'm not saying that one is needs to be... I'm just, I was just, cool. it was just not, yeah, you know what I'm we, saying. We know what you're it, trying to say, dude. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to say something. Like, so, like, um, yeah. The black officer, it's, he was the one later who held the gun to Trey. Yeah, right? we'll get to that. Same guy. Okay. Same guy. Um, so, yeah, we have that scene. And I thought it was just, I was taken aback because especially, um, this was also done by great filmmaker John Singleton, who happens to be black, and he did a fantastic job doing this. And I was so surprised. Yeah, Damn. rest in peace. I was so dis- surprised he decided to make the white officer like the relaxed guy. And I want to talk a little bit more about that later when we see these officers come up again later in the movie. But the next day, you have Trey, and he reunites with his friends Ricky and Doughboy plus Chris, and they go to a neighborhood of like. Just, you know, somewhere in Compton. And they see the abandoned body. And then they run into so the gang. So did Trey's dad kill the guy? I and don't he... think he did. So who killed him? Just someone? Because that was the burglar. I think, you know what? Maybe he shot at him and then the guy ran he away. Died, and then... Yeah, that's what I okay. thought. That, that's oh, exactly... I didn't fully comprehend His that. bullet wounds were exactly in the screen door. Or the door where the holes from the bullets were. Interesting. And, um... So we also see with uh, Trey, Ricky, and Doughboy, plus Chris, they're also approached by a group of adolescents. These kids are clearly older. They're drinking. It seems like they could be. um, They kind of aren't at school when they should be. And they kind of confront them. What did you guys make of this scene in showing two different types of 
ages and how they interacted around well, the Well, how they were as kids is kind of what they translated to adults. Doughboy was kind of like their their guy. He stood up for everyone. Even when Ricky gave him the football, he was telling him, don't give it to him. And then he went and got it back. And he didn't get it back, but one of the older kids was nice enough to give it back to Ricky. And that's just kind of how they became as adults. That's who they were. What did you make of the scene, Bone? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. So just different types of people. One person who wants to, who stands up for the others who are like the tougher and then the other people who might be also smarter and just and like kind of don't mess with people who could possibly really hurt you or kill you. But the eggs at this at the same time, they're able to get their ball back and kind of just show the dynamic between every every yeah kid. So every person yeah and what i liked about this scene is it's one of the last ones before we transition to seven years later and john does a great job of showing these kids and how they really don't change much like roy said doughboy he gets beaten but he still like talks up to the guy like uh, the older kid disrespecting him ricky still kind of naive still brought the football when he probably shouldn't have and was told to trey being kind of the smart one and staying out of it pretty much and then chris who isn't covered too much but he ends up in a wheelchair kind of just being there as well and they do get the football back but doughboy seems to be in a bad mood and he's like damn i'm going to the grocery store and they say but you don't have any money and he says i'm still going and then what happens after that that well, ends this you see the, this is before the seven year time skip their cops are outside his house arresting him because he clearly stole something yeah, what did you guys make of that scene? I mean, not the scene, but the fact that it happened. I mean, it's like they don't have any money. How else are they supposed to get stuff? And then the mom probably wouldn't have given him stuff, depending on what he wanted to buy. I found it really sad. Oh, it's sad, of course. He's like 11. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just... I don't know what to say. It's just the the world, you know, is... It's just tough, and how if you don't if you don't have money or any kind of yeah if you don't really have money then you're gonna do any means possible to get what you need to survive. survive. So, but then, then it's like the government says, "Oh no, that's bad. You can't steal." But like, I don't have any money. So, well, exactly. So when the government you know persecutes you, so yeah, it's an endless so the- cycle that. I think you'll want to talk about it later, guys, oh. that we will. But that um, is Ricky's uh, furious. furious that uh, Trey's dad furious talks about. And we will get to that. And now there's the seven-year time jump after them going to Juvie. And it jumps to them getting out. It's at a family barbecue. Doughboy, who's now played by Ice Cube. He's- this was his first movie. And he why- became so big. Yeah. Celebrating. Why, uh, why, was Do- why, why is his name Doughboy? Because he was kind of chubby. I don't his think real name his is ad. Darren. Yeah, his real name is Darren. Darren. D-A-R-I-N. His nickname, because... Plus, he, I assume, at this point, um, deals... Like, uh, you get a lot of dough, probably, from dealing... Oh, yeah. oh at the dealer. end of the movie, that girl came up to him. And she... Well, he's... Yeah, he was, like, known as to deal drugs after he got out. And so we see them. Chris is paralyzed, um, which is sad, because you kind of see... Damn, the, this the is lower what this kid has gone through. Yeah, so yeah, he clearly got shot at. And you see the scars on these kids, but also how they've developed. Because you see uh, Ricky, he's cooking, which, I mean, that's just something Ricky would do, right? Where yeah. do you get that from? Because he's just like, he's like not, you know, dealing drugs. He's cooking. At, he's doing the responsible oh, thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Having fun. He's trying to get a football scholarship. He has a kid now, which is pretty crazy when you're in high school. And then, um, and then you see... Uh, Trey come in late, and he's played by Cuba Gooding, who is awesome in this movie. Oh, I need to look him up. And Trey is, he's wearing nicer clothes than everyone. He comes from a job. Like, he's clearly listened to his dad throughout these seven years. And because of it, he's, you know, he's in a good place in his life where he doesn't have to rely on dealing drugs for money. What did you guys make of their new appearances as older people? I thought it was fun trying to figure out who was who. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. little yeah. hints kind of just gave it away. The the wheelchair was that was a bit of a shock and I was like, oh damn they didn't really explain what happened, but that was really cool to watch. 
Um, Beezers. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much more to say. Just the development of each of each of the the guys turning like teenagers now, like late teens. So, yeah, I mean, there's so it's just so completely different when they're kids. It's just a huge jump. Uh huh. And uh, after this, we really start to focus on Ricky, who his hopes and dreams are part of the driving force of this movie because he's such a good running back. Yeah. USC's interested in him and the scene of the recruiter coming over at night. And they're talking about, you know, he really wants to be on the team. He's dressed up all nice. The, his friends are asking for scholarships oh. outside. And um, the recruiter says you need to score 700 on the SATs. And we see Ricky and Trey both take the test together. Ricky looks really nervous. While watching that scene, I'm like, damn, I'm not sure. Can we talk about the SAT test a little bit? All right, go on your rant. Uh, It's not really a rant, but even Furious, Trey's dad, said it's a racist test. Oh, for sure. It's words, everything except math, because that math is just math. But the English and the history, it's all American, white people history. And the words are things you get taught in nice schools and with good education. And if you're have a bad education and not a lot of money you don't get to know all these also people spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on tutors i spent my parents bought paid for a tutor not that much but it was it was still insane any tutor is expensive yeah and the so it's kind of it's dumb whoever came up with the idea that this is to measure they were for sure a nerd loser they were a retard bro an idiot (laughs) it's like Oh, yeah. If if you can pass this, you're smart. If you can't, you're dead. Nah, we don't want. I mean, you. it's a double pound. One, it's a horrible test. Two, it's racist. Yeah. Like, could, could it get any worse? <laughs> I, I mean, I yeah, exactly. I feel bad. Not. I don't feel bad. But the people who have to write those paragraphs, bro. What a loser, man. <laughs> they probably make a lot, but what a loser. I couldn't agree more with what you said. <laughs> the SAT is horrible. And ACT, Bowen, same thing. Bro. Bowen, did you think um, watching, did you think Ricky was going to pass? Because he looked like he didn't know what he was doing during the test. I mean, I I, I just didn't really, yeah, I, I didn't really have, I didn't not think he was going to pass. I, I just wasn't sure, you know. Oh, okay. I guess that's what he, the I didn't think he would pass. Test. Yeah. Well, after this scene, um, we get a real education lesson from Furious, and he takes the boys to Compton after the test to talk about the dangers of gentrification, increasing property value. What did you guys think about that scene? We explain gentrification for the fans and me. Um, okay, <laughs> gentrification is basically when developers and richer people go to a poor area and start to build up, make it nicer, but at the same time, they're moving out the people that now can't afford to live in those oh. homes. So it's not a great thing. It can be good, but it's usually cheese, to be it's honest. not a great thing. It's horrible for people who can't afford stuff. And what was your question? Uh, My uh, question was, what did you make of his scene? I thought it was such a great speech where he has like the old guy arguing. Then he has you see some gay members come and they have a good dialogue. And he's like, the gay members like, if someone tries to shoot me, what am I going to do? Obviously, I'm going to shoot back. And yeah. Furious is like, that's just exactly what the system wants you to do. Why do you think there are liquor stores on every corner? Oh, they're trying to keep people. Every, they want no, they're to... trying to keep people killing each other. Yeah, contained to killing each other. So that the gentrification can happen, right? Yes. Damn. What do you think, Bone? That's like um, I mean, it's just, checkers. It's just, you don't even really, if you don't really live in those neighborhoods, that you don't even, re- so many people are blinded by these kind of just the corruption of you know life and government and it's just it just it's a fact you know and there's all these uh i guess stigmas and just it just hits hard you know it's it's really sad and there's just it's so it would be so challenging to remove these types of you know uh problems in our world but We'll just have to keep on trying. So, but it's just, yeah, it's just the truth. I agree. And up until now, it's um the movie's pretty peaceful. But then the movie starts to show exactly what Furious is talking about and how gang violence can really just you don't win destroy lives. Nobody wins in these scenarios. And it shows you at the the street race gathering where there's a little confrontation. 
with Trey getting bumped and then Doughboy pulls out his gun and then the rival gang just starts shooting up into the air. And that's like the start of, okay, there's another gang out there that they're not really good people. They're looking at trying to kill probably some of the people who we think are the the heroes, like the Ricky and Trey. Yeah. So there's a villain out there looking for them. But at the same time, is it really a villain or is it just a product of the system that is? Oh, yeah, you're right. Wait, yeah. oh, so they just kind of have to do it? Mm, no, I mean, they're well, still they not great No people, one has but... to do it, but... Explain what, why. Do you want to go, Bowen? I feel like you haven't talked enough. We want to give you some more platform. It's your you. movie. Yeah, thank you. Um, about just the system? Yeah, or just the... Full? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Whatever you want. So, like, because, of course... They're, they're, you don't have to be a gang member. I mean, they don't... They're doesn't have to be game gangs but because of this system that's kind of set up as just as um furious was talking about how how people are um, just not really just the cities aren't funded so then then it causes people to steal and then people have to defend um their shops and kill those people and then they have families and then those family members get angry so they start gangs and then gangs start and the gangs then get back at the other people and then those people it's want to defend their people vicious cycle wait re-explain it's exactly like then then they are trying to defend themselves and then it's it's just an ongoing war between all the gangs exactly so, dude i want to uh backtrack a little bit to his scholarship meeting yeah and yeah, go i i thought this was a bigger deal than it was, but so Ricky's son came in and the recruiter goes, Oh, is that your, your brother? And he goes, nah, that's my son. And he kind of gave him a yeah. little look and he says, okay, uh, we'll yeah. get back to yeah. you. I thought he'd cancel it. Cause like, I mean, it's not a bad thing that someone has a kid so early, but it's kind of usually when people have kids really young, that's what happens to them. Not, they end up not having a dad and bad stuff. I think usually happens. But yeah, yeah, that's a good point. What? I don't know. I I mean, I just think that's like, what do you mean? Bad stuff usually happens if someone has a kid young. Obviously, it's not directly correlated, but I think you, you're a kid. You have to learn to support, a, so you can have a oh, kid okay, later. That, but you have yeah. a kid now. Yeah, because you're not prepared. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but Ricky does die, and then that kind of the kid doesn't have a father now. But that we'll is, get back to that later. Okay. I have more on that. It doesn't really. Ma- I didn't understand I think your it point. It doesn't matter if you say good spoilers point. because, again. It's a podcast. Or yeah, talk. I mean, I hope you know you're not expecting some non-spoilers in a movie. I mean, any fan. <laughs> this came out in 1991. Any podcast. If you're listening to a podcast about a movie, they're going to talk about the movie. Like, <laughs> unless it just came out, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. I don't really know why. it did. The recruiter did give a weird look, so they never visited that but i assumed he was going to get the scholarship and we get to that part later but after the shootout um trey and ricky are just running or driving away and then they get pulled over by those same oh, cops yeah. what do you guys think about that scene? well it's kind of like a lot happens today they just get pulled over for no reason and especially well the reason is they're black yeah that's the reason yeah. but that's no legitimate no reason. they didn't do anything wrong and i saw well, that's a current day thing, but it's not right. And he almost killed him. The black cop was really was horrifying. He was like, oh, I could just end your life right now. And Trey starts crying and he kind of I've always thought, like, damn, what if someone did that to you? It kind of makes you think about life more. It's like all that could have just ended. What have I really done? Damn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's true. And. Yeah, they didn't do anything, so... Bowen, yeah. what did you think of um, the black cop being the bad guy? And Because, again, we see the black cop being the one... Thought, um, yeah, so I wanted to say... So, of course, then there's racism, but then people... Um, the issue of, of you know, black gangs murdering black gangs, and it said at the beginning of the movie of... Of um, 
how many i forget exactly how many people die like every day or yeah in 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 um in the hood i mean it, black males uh yeah, every day and it was just showing that and how even the you know the it's there's racial profile pro profiling all in all races uh no so it was just like if you're a police officer in the hood you just most of the people there are black so they just want to just yeah they just think oh like they're all they're all bad which is obviously not obviously not true so yeah i mean i guess so I did see a thing in the news recently. It was basically these black kids were getting harassed by a homeless person, and they called the police, and the police were acting as if it was some terrorist thing, holding guns to them or aiming their guns at them, and there were bystanders that had to, like, scream and yell for them to relax and let the kids go because otherwise they, we don't know what would have happened if there were no bystanders. Wow. Damn, that's that's. I mean, yeah, that happens way too much. I think I know what you're talking about, too. It's just like, it's just racial profiling, coming to a scene, seeing black people. Oh, they're probably, it's, it happens it's just way too much. Color. It happens way too much. Um, yeah, it just, yeah, your skin, that's all, that's all that there is to it. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's their skin, so it's just tragic. So Back to the movie, um. We see after this whole cop confrontation, it's the next day. Everything seems to have settled down. Ricky and Doughboy get into a fight. I remember. Do you guys know why they got into a fight? Ricky and Doughboy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because they did remember. Because this <laughs> was before, did. like, they went to the grocery store and things got bad. I, I don't. I don't recall. Okay. I I remember when they did, but I don't really. I forget why they did. I found it tragic. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. It was some, like, trivial thing. The fact that we don't remember means it just, that wasn't important. The fact that their last time seeing each other was, like, not a big fight, but, like, kind of a fight. They didn't, like, Doughboy? It's like, that's his last memory of his brother. Him fighting him. Yeah, that's, and then Trey and Ricky, they go to, uh, they go to the store or something, right? Or they just take a walk. Yeah. They were going to a store. Yeah, it was a store. And, and then you see the rival uh, gang or group of guys, and then it's like, oh, man, one of these guys is going to die. Probably. I was like, yeah. I was and so mad when I saw you that. You see Doughboy sees the car and he's like, shit, Rick. Because like, obviously he wasn't mad at the fight, and it showed that he, he really cares about him because he gets his guys, he gets in the car, and they go to try and defend him, but they were too late. And I think one of the saddest parts here – oh, so right before they leave to the store – the SAT results come in, but they're still in the letter, so we don't know. And he 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 passed. He got seven ten, and he would have went to college, but he was trying to pull off scratch tickets and wasn't looking where he was going. And Trey even shouts out, "He goes, Rick!" And he sees the gun. And he starts running, and he gets shot. And he was trying to win the lottery, but he had the golden ticket at home in the damn. SAT score. And that's yeah. just like, damn, bro, we had it. Yeah. That was so sad when they showed that. Cause I had forgotten about Even they only <laughs> introduced, it's, like, oh, the scores are back, like, 10 minutes earlier. I had forgotten about them. And then after yeah, because, this whole thing. Um, yeah, the whole, his whole life, you know. I'd argue, he, like, seeing the he, score was almost sadder than and I, I thought it was sad. Because you kind of knew it was happening with the tone. But you kind of just forgot about the score. But once they showed her opening the note, I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna pass!" And damn, yeah, I shed so a tear. Pain. It was, um, it was um, uh, what what was the director's name again? John Singleton. John Singleton. This was based on uh his uh, parts of it, his life, and parts of it of people he knew. Uh-huh. Uh, people, people he knew. Uh, the and their in their lives, so it was just, it was just um, really just sad to see he, he was gonna have a good life and get out of this situation, and then yeah, he, he might have made the NFL, bro. That's like that's yeah, 
amazing. He really could. I mean, you don't know. And then even if he didn't, he had even shown how smart he was and that he might want to get a business degree. And I think it's very obvious he was going to have a successful life, I think, if he didn't get murdered. It kind of went from Trey's story to his story throughout the movie. Not throughout the movie, but the second half was more focused on Rick, and I kind of liked it. Yeah, Ricky, it was just so sad, especially, like, Doughboy was so close. Like, they sensed trouble, and they were... And then they just miss him, and they have to carry his body back, which is completely soaking red to his girlfriend, his kid, and his mom. Like, they see the body, and they're crying, and Doughboy's trying to, like, make sure the the baby baby doesn't see. And, oh, my God, that scene was just so sad. Yeah. Need a minute. And then... Trey, this is where he goes to Doughboy, meet me at my house in five minutes. And he goes home and he's planning on obviously killing the people who killed Rick, which I'll get to that later. But he gets home and he has a gun and he meets his dad at the front door as he's leaving. He goes, shoot me. You're mad? Shoot me. Like, the point was, what was really the point? Just to show him. Just to show him that that's not the way of. Yeah. if you if you the right shoot thing. him, then he'll be in that whole you're no worse cycle. If you yeah. shoot him, you're not any worse than he was. Like revenge, I, I'll I'll talk about this. I have a bunch of stuff I want to talk about after we recap the yeah, movie. Yeah, we're close to the end. But then he gives the gun to his dad and he starts crying. Yeah. But then so he had he had a girlfriend. Kind of mm-hmm. he was he wanted to marry, but she's like, I want to go to college before I marry, and. She goes into his room and it shows he escaped through the window and he's going with Doughboy and Chris and another boy to Dookie go. Dookie and Monster. Dookie apparently. and Monster to go and kill the people, not Chris, that shot Rick. And as he's in the car on the way, he goes, let me out, man. Let me out. And that basically saved his life because they do end up killing Rick's the killers. And... At the end, he's like, I didn't even pull the trigger, man, but it's they killed him, and that didn't really make him any worse. And what ended up happening was Doughboy did get killed, and he said it himself, I'll probably die soon because they went and killed them. And then that Trey probably would have died. the whole yeah. cycle. So, what they his dad comes said, back, don't do it. And he broke the cycle, and it was just yeah. right. I know, and, not really. Well, his cycle, his cycle, not the cycle. Well, yeah. His dad saved his life because he got out and went home. And then they killed those guys. Yeah. But he still went with his friends to seek revenge. And he and he did. So there was a brief moment where he wasn't going to do anything. He made the right and choice. Then, so that's, that's a hard choice to made, make. Yeah, but for a brief second. And then he went with his with his you know, friends with his homies too. And then they killed, they killed the, the gang members and they shouldn't have, I mean, it's so tough, but, like, but and you shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that because then it makes them not as bad. I mean, it, I mean, it makes, yeah, it, 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 um, makes them just as bad as those gang members. Very true. Exactly. It's like, um, if you kill someone, if God forbid someone you know gets killed, like do not exact revenge. Like get a lawyer and stuff. But <laughs> so I want yeah. to say the last scene of the movie was also one of the saddest. Before when you go though, I wanted okay. to build off what Bowen said. Um because when you see like okay, so after Trey leaves the car, you see Doughboy Dookie and Monster, you got the dramatic ominous music, they're looking for him. And I mean this is it. This is the time, and watching this as a viewer, I felt like a little uh, unsure of myself. I'm like, wait, I'm rooting for our our heroes, Doughboy and them, not heroes, but protagonists, to to kill these guys, to get revenge for what they did to Ricky. But then I'm like, wait, am I just rooting for the same cycle of violence that is the real issue here? That yeah, that's exactly. completely that's true. The point. <laughs> and not to be that guy, but I wasn't rooting for them. Unlike that's okay. A movie that's, like The Joker. You you're not that guy. It's just your opinion. Okay, it. cool. And the a movie like The Joker, where I'll be honest, I was kind of rooting for him, but that's something else. 
And can I talk about the last scene of the movie yeah, now? Yeah, go for it. So it was basically Doughboy and Trey. I mean, this is the last scene. Yeah. It's the next That's scene. what I say. Yeah. Oh, it's the next scene. Yeah. It's the last And Doughboy goes, damn, I mean, that's just the way of life. You kill someone, they kill you. I'll probably be dead soon. And it was really sad. And Trey basically says, they might have been the last line of the movie, but he goes, you still got a brother in me. And he goes, thanks, man. And then yeah. as he's walking off, it it says, like, um, he died two weeks later. And there was another thing, but I didn't think it was. He, he buried his brother. He buried his died. brother. Then from that, two weeks later. And that Trey and Brandy went to colleges. and they Brandy got, they was just Trey's girlfriend. Yeah, and they made it out. So, yeah. I mean, kind of what you thought was going to happen, but it doesn't make it any less sad or hopeful for Trey. And I really am happy about Trey because he made all the right decisions in this movie. Yeah. And he ended up making it out, which I'm really happy to see that rewarded. Oh, split up when they're Yeah, chased. but then you see Ricky. He also pretty much made every right decision. Um, yeah. But not but... It just goes to show you're, you're not untouchable. Yeah. So, I mean, this was definitely one of my favorite movies. I'm so happy to have finally seen it. And, Bowen, thank you for making us watch it. Yeah. I really I was... should have seen this movie before. Thank you. Yeah. Sure, I, I really just, I was just kind of just unsure. I mean, I really thought it was going to be great, but I don't know. Like, what if it wasn't that it great? It was great, dude. It was, it was, it was, I'm so happy that it was everything I wanted. It had the equality and really just encapsulated just the, just the brutal life people live and just... It just shows how, yeah, how how many how many problems there are in the world and what what we need to do to fix what what there is to fix and for how sure, to be and how to be motivated to not follow those terrible paths. So revenge yeah. never really works out. But so Trey's dad was kind of the reason that he made it out. And oh, he was pretty much like Ricky didn't really, Ricky and Doughboy didn't have a dad and Ricky had a kid and then Ricky got killed. So now his kid's not going to have a dad. And then the cycle just keeps going on and on. And, um, oh, back to the whole revenge thing. Yeah. It's a little off topic, but I've always been watching movies where villains want revenge. I'm like, damn, I want to see them kind of get revenge. Not because I want bad stuff to happen. I just want to see what he would do after. And it's kind of like, damn, I got revenge. Now what? Nothing really changes. Yeah. I mean, maybe you get a little bit of temporary satisfaction, but ultimately your life is the same, if not worse, because now you have a target on your head. Exactly. And I, I, the storytelling technique in this movie that I really enjoyed was, yes, there was a plot, but it wasn't like there wasn't like a, a really straightforward plot. It was just plot. life. It was just life. You know, and that's what I loved. It was just showing these guys live their lives, life in in the hood in Compton and how they just tried to survive and make ends meet. And I thought that was a really cool storytelling technique and how he used he didn't have a traditional plot, you know. It, it the plot points didn't matter as much. Ricky wants to go to college, you know. He wants to be the star receiver, Doughboy deals stuff, but just the way that he showed the scenes and they were just so rich in detail, obviously clearly filmed in Compton, not just like studio sets. Was just the, felt it. Was there a reason at the beginning he was mad when he had to go with his dad versus mom? I understand moms. Um, but Yeah, I think he was probably just mad that um, he hadn't seen his dad a lot. And his dad was, oh, his dad was the guy who was like, yo, you're going to do this. You got to be rake the leaves. Whereas oh. most of his friends just like did whatever they when wanted. Football. So he thought he wasn't the lucky one, but he really was the lucky one. His mom doing that probably saved his it's life. It's like, um, it was something like current, um, short term. Okay, Do we let know me think. why oh. they they were divorced in the first place. Uh, they or... probably never married. Probably not. Uh, or just simple. Uh, I mean, they seem to have a cordial relationship. Simple. They just didn't like each other enough to be together. But shout out to Trey's mom. I'd say she saved his life because she saw the early signs. The earliest yeah. sign I can think of is acting out in school. Um, and then you eventually get kicked out of school. And she sent him immediately to the dad who instilled these good values in him that uh, obviously 
let him survive in the end because he was smart enough to leave the car. He was smart enough not to take the gun. He was smart enough to get jobs and be respectful around people, not talk back to police officers when you know that they have the power to unfortunately kill you. So shout out Trey's mom. She spotted it. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I finally figured out what I was going to say. It's like, you might not have fun immediately, like short-term failure, Versus long-term success for short-term success and long-term failure. So it obviously wasn't success, but he was raking leaves, which is obviously boring and stuff like that. But he ended up staying alive and going to college versus having a bunch of fun and then not even getting out of your teens. Yeah, that's, 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 that's I like that. That's a really good point. Thank you. Um, do you guys want – I think we kind of went over everything. We have a I, few a, categories. I have a few too. things I want to talk about. Yeah, me too. I also do as well. Oh, okay. Um, you want me? Okay. It, it makes you appreciate a lot of people more, mainly athletes such as LeBron and KD and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And even a guy like Ben McElmore who didn't grow up with a dad and they still made it out and are some of the most successful pe- people in the world. So Yeah, dude. Think of all they had to go through. Football mm-hmm. players. Jimmy Butler was homeless at 13. Yeah, he was homeless at 13. His mom said, I don't like... I didn't know that. I didn't know. You should look up his story. It's it's pretty... Jimmy Butler's story? Jimmy Butler's story. It's really sad. But also inspirational. He made it out. He's an NBA superstar now, or star, however people look at him. He's awesome. And I think he's great seeing how he came out of that. I thought it was cool how this movie, Breaking the Fourth Wall a bit, how it progress so many young actors careers i mean you have cuba good and judah jr ice cube even regina king who had a really small role in this that his mom no she was like one of the the girls their age barely in it but now she's the star of Watchmen, and i mean it had so many and lawrence fishburne the dad he was awesome also um so many great actors furious's dad probably did the same thing with him and so on and so forth so it's kind of like and it's kind of set up for your success before you're even born, which is just life, anyways. Nature, nurture, nature, nurture, nurture by far. I don't know. Could be, yeah, should we, should we discuss nature versus? Nurture? Should we have a nature versus nurture discussion? I yeah, yeah come on, let's go for it. Let's ex- is there anything else you want to discuss beforehand? Before I we do, but it has to do with what we're about to talk about. Well, I don't the perfect take transition. the first. How about you? you all right, first, so and you can go after. Okay, uh, well, I. It's okay. or now such a <laughs> it's such a different uh, I mean complicated kind of discussion but I feel like it's more nurture versus nature because um well it, it's kind of like half and half but I think it's more nurture versus nature because if you're if you're just born and maybe you have maybe some of these qualities, but if you really nurture those qualities and you can really build upon those and branch out a little bit more and then you can become a better person and kind of just build up yourself and be more solid rather than conscious instinct and um, just your nature. I mean, it's, it, it goes so far, you know, but if you're really taught to be like this way, then you can really solidify those qualities. Well said, Roy. Well, um, let's explain what nature versus nurture is. Nurture, nature is that you you are who you are and you can't really change anything about it. You're just born that way. And nurture is you are who you are because of your upbringing, things you learned, things you did. I definitely think it's nurture. Obviously, some things nature, like genetics and athleticism, how you look. But nurture, it's much more important because you can have a good nurture and you'll probably do great things or you'll have a bad nurturing and you'll struggle. It's a great chicken or the egg argument. That's not a chicken versus the egg. Yes, it is. No, wait. What? Is it? I don't think it is. Chicken and the egg is just like. It's like what came first. No, but it's also what caused the other. You know? Yeah, was the okay. chicken caused by the egg or was the egg caused by the chicken? 
Um, it's, I it's, guess yeah. similar, not so a perfect enough. Are you done? Or? Yeah, that was I have my this perfect name. transition. So okay. there's this one uh, episode of Spider-Man called Nature vs. Nurture, and the, the Spider-Man, his Uncle Ben died, and he Uncle Ben. This How many was, times have we seen Uncle we've Ben? We've seen Uncle Ben die a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben has literally died life. like ten times, maybe more. <laughs> I remember there's he a looks scene different every time when Spider-Man because was gonna get rebooted and it was like um, Uncle Ben think Spider-Man thinking I was gonna have to do with Uncle Ben's death yeah. again. Uncle Ben, this is your agent. They want you back, but you have to die again. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he we no Spider-Man. He had the chance to stop the killer of Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben dies, and Spider-Man's like, okay, I need to get revenge. Um, and he has the guy out a window and he could drop him and kill him. He's like, I could kill you and do what you did. You took his life away. I could take yours, but he wouldn't want that. And then he dropped him and spun a web so he didn't die and got arrested by the police. And it's just like, damn, that he made the right choice. Well said. I mean, I don't have anything to add to that. That was good I speech. Think I or... have all my notes. That was a good speech. Thank you. Uh, Bowen, any last words on uh, last words? Um, anything uh, uh, oh, else you want to oh, add? Any last words? Six eleven. You want to add six eleven? Okay, we get um, it. Yeah. Um, no. Um. Um. When should we uh? <laughs> we transition a little beach talk. I, we got to get one last uh, beach day in before oh, I leave. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to be staying in Los Angeles because most of my classes are online. Why don't we talk about college and high school and wait, life online? Wait, when when, are, when do you, does school start for you guys? Um, I, I leave think August twenty third. And Bowen, I'm probably going to be staying in LA because most of my classes are online. Wow, I'm so sorry. That that stinks, man. I'm sorry. It's cool, that's... but it's also fun to stay here. That's... I mean. Yeah, and it's a good. That's a good. Uh, you know, attitude. Yeah, man, LA is yeah. the best place in the world. It really is, bro. We're but our part of LA. Yeah, yeah. I love West it, LA. West LA. West LA. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry hey, to hear. Damn, we could have been I'm, born I'm, anywhere. We got I'm, lucky. I'm sorry to hear that. But I'm just happy that you know we you have a Dang. good attitude. So, Dang. yeah, but. Yeah, Isaiah, when do you leave? You're leaving, right? You're actually going back. Yeah, honestly, though, I think school is getting canceled. I, I think, I think <laughs> it'll be like, okay. Already so many places. Too much of a breakout in the virus and then getting cheesed. <laughs> but Yeah, I go back September or something. I forget exactly the date. Whoa! September? Lucky, what yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just chilling. I mean... It's ending, but I'm still chilling. Keep talking. Yeah. It's Beezers. Are you going to take the SATs? I know it's a dumb subject, but. I I think I'm actually trying to avoid doing that because there are some colleges that don't require it. Really? Good. Yeah, there are. I'm shocked. I really, I mean. If I do have to, then of of course. But bro, they're so hard and just I'm pointless. I'm sad. I'm like, oh my god, I'm a tutor coming. I have to do the work, and then I have to take the test. It also leads to depression. I've heard. It, I I was not depressed, but I, I was um definitely subdued. subdued. My ass got <laughs> subdued. Um, I'm all overtime, but e. No, I've always I've always had. Um, a lot of tutors and things like that and it's always always been super occupied so hopefully i'll be just be able to just handle it just like anything else so you know if i if it does come to that but if i don't have to then that that'd be great just <laughs> um, know good luck if you do and that whatever score you get you'll be fine thank you yeah good advice good, yeah because don't listen to yes. most people. Don't ask what other people <laughs> got on their scores. And if they do tell you, just be like, okay. Unless it's one of your good friends and you care. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, good for you, man. Yeah, but most of my friends, I didn't really care because I know they're all smart. They'll do fine. It doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, I don't think I've asked anyone, any one of your friends, what you guys would. No one wants to get now. that question. I'm always, I hated getting it when I was your age, so I'm like, I will never be asking yeah, that bro. to kids. What, what's, what's like a good score? Because I really don't know anything. I don't know. Um, I've been out of this game for a while. <laughs> I, I got a 1,200, and I heard that was a good score. I think at least like a 1,000 is, is good, but for, below that is still also good. For ACT, I believe it's out of 36, which is it what is. I took. Anything above a 25, I've heard is above average. I got a 31. Subtle flex, but at the same time, oh, okay. dumb cats, so like, You kind of cheese, though, with the... 30 to 31, right? Solid look. That's yeah, they let you combine some things. Uh, Damn. Which is kind of cool. But Anyway, the ACT and I think else you want to talk about? Or... Yeah, I'll keep talking. I want to finish on a better note than dumb test. What about, <laughs> can we organize one last cousin gathering and Beezer's Why Can We Never See Grady? Cousin gatherings, like two people. It's Us six. Three. It's six people. Well, they're in New York. No, obviously we can't do it with Julian and Gabrielle, but Story, Grady, Ali, they're still here. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I would really like that's a good I- idea. It would be really fun to do something before you guys, you know, have college at least uh this this weekend maybe, right? Um guys, do I have uh, a, Yeah, for sure. I want to poll you guys for a prediction. So, you know how slowly but surely we've been losing. You should write in the cousins chat and I already am flaming people in that chat. No, I'm just saying getting a gathering. I'm kind of Beezers. Let's you, see. Can you take point on that? Yeah. I'll support you. Also, New Zealand has 100 days of no coronavirus cases. So, shout out to them for doing Congratulations it right. to New Zealand. They're obviously doing uh, you know, the, everything correct, just washing your hands and wearing a mask, you know, that's that social distancing, boom. This what the thing would have ended just in a few weeks or like a month or something if everyone did the correct thing. But our country's an idiot and uh yeah. Pain. Pain. Pain and uh you know. Yeah. Guys, this was a fun podcast. I'm going to call it here. We're going to call it. We're going to call it. Uh, call Roy, it. Why don't Thank you, you guys it? for listening. Okay, um, Hope you... Oh, you want to say something? No, wait, I, I'm just saying we're we're going to make this cousin hangout happen. So Okay. Yeah. Good. Oh, well, thank you guys for listening. Drop a five-star review uh, rating. Drop a review. Share this with your friends. Let us know what you thought. Have a good day. Love All you guys. Right.